This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good, Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? David, you were mentioning how late it was this morning. I thought I was late again. I thought it was six or 7 o'clock, not 6 o'clock. Yeah, it's it was, bright out. It was, it was bright this morning. Yeah, I was... Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I think we're the approaching day. the longest day of the year. Another, is, what, nine days, ten days? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up fast. Then we go the other way. And it's all downhill from And it's all downhill. So what? What? what was nothing, the finger nothing, nothing, nothing. You're wagging your I finger. I was wagging a finger, but we'll... we'll Doing the foam finger thing. I don't yeah, know what that was. Exactly. Uh, I'll tell you uh, number later. One. Right. No, but the, the longest day... Um, Cadence, the gardens at Cadence or Cadence at the gardens, they're having their fundraiser, which is the longest day. Did you guys happen to notice the, there was no moon this morning. Did you notice that? No. I did. Okay. Yeah. Did you see it last night at sunset or after sunset? I did not. With Venus in its corner? Nope. You know why it's important? No, why? Because some say that planting during proper phases of the moon will help increase your success. (laughs) Some people like the old farmer's almanac, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do they know? But- so no. so we're coming in as we're in the up. new moon and we're coming um, up to, we're headed into a full moon. It's time to start planting your annual flowers and fruit and vegetables that bear crops above ground. So okay. have you been, do you subscribe to that? Have you always planted by cycles no, of the moon? Do, because when, I haven't. When do I plant, George? Sometimes never. You just leave them in the exactly. container. <laughs> when, when, the, when the time cometh, that is when I plant and. and I'm not going to check the phases of the moon, although I do remember having a conversation with my sister many, many moons ago. (laughs) Get it? Many moons ago. When she was up at Humboldt State and she planted her onions, she had to wait. No, her potatoes during the proper phase of the moon, which I rolled my eyes at her as you are doing to me now. Farmer Roy has that. I I was up there a couple weeks ago chatting with him, and he has a special day. I think it's February 23rd. Don't quote me, but like for peppers, he does all this stuff. You know, I'll do it this week, this week, but I have to plant my peppers on February 23rd. Why why, why for how come? It's just a superstitious thing that he he does, does. yeah. Well, next time we get him on the air, we'll have to ask him about that. Hopefully... Well, I don't think he's going to, but he should call and talk to us more about their longest day fundraiser. We sent them a, a tree and a gift gift certificate last week. Well, I know we sent them a gift certificate. But and a tree. Oh. Did we? Yeah. We, we sent them a tree, too. <laughs> tree too. Yeah. Well, he picked it's, it up, but that, that's why. I don't even plant peppers until June. In my house, they, they just sit there, and, I mean, for the first two months, and they don't really do much. And then they, when it starts to heat up, they take off. Well, I harvested some peppers yesterday during the 4% waxing moon cycle, and I got some of the pretty colored ones that I thought would match up with the bag I got at 
Costco. Costco. Uh-huh. And they were almost as pretty, but they didn't taste as good. And then I got one of the yellow banana peppers, you know, the sweet banana peppers. Yeah. It weren't sweet. Not yet. Yeah, not no, yet. no. Oh, no. It was a hot pepper. Oh, I don't okay. know what it was, oh, but I took a big bite out of it <laughs> and this, almost choked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't like it when the labels get changed. Oh. Or... Now, Mark, you said you plant your peppers in June. Today's the 12th of June. Yes, it is. So are you planting your peppers yet, or have you? Well, I haven't yet. I'm, but yeah. there's still more June to come, correct? Well, yes. And you didn't say when in June. No, no, I didn't. But it's I mean, just making sure I mean, that he like recognized said, I mean, where we were I mean, on I the calendar. I mean, I've done it much earlier, like, you know, uh, March but, or April. How about the But 20th? they just literally just, they don't do anything yeah, for me. I, plant, I planted some a few weeks ago, and they're just, they're not really, they're not, they're not doing bad, but they're just right. they're they just, just not I agree. growing very much. Uh, but well, I, I did find one thing out. What? I went and fertilized everything uh, the other day, just walking around with a bag of triple 16, throwing stuff all over the place and threw a bunch into the peppers. You know what happens when you leave triple 16 on the foliage of peppers? I'll bet it burns the heck out of it. <laughs> Do you get little spots everywhere right. like, like hail damage? Yeah, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> So anyway, the plants are fine, but it's yeah. just going to take them a little while. But now that they've got the triple sixteen, they should put out some new foliage so, so, pretty so quickly. Just so we're clear here, you go out and sprinkle your fertilizer, but don't water it in. No, I did water it in. I just didn't hose it off enough to get it off of the foliage. So. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that seems kind of contradictory. But I, I got gotcha. you. You yeah. watered you watered the soil to push it into the Correct. ground. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't laugh out loud just then, yes, did you I? Did. Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. That was that was mean. You thought you were hitting the mute button. I did. <laughs> I did. If you would like to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Um, I had a customer the other day. I I ran into him. I I was waiting on another customer and, and finished up with that customer. And there was another customer there who grabbed my attention and and we were out by the citrus. And she said, "Do you have bergamot?" And I said, are you talking about the herb? And she said, no, the citrus. And I said, no. I said, I, I haven't heard of that before. So it got me yeah. got me curious. So I went and looked it up. And sure enough, there is a bergamot citrus. And it's um, they think it may be a hybrid between lemon and bitter orange. And it's used in the fragrance industry. Huh. So it, I'm not familiar with that. Had, I had never heard of it before. Um, of course, I'm there's a lot of things I'm not familiar and it, with. They said it, yeah. it's commonly confused with uh, citrus hystrix, which we do have. Right. Um, but they use it in uh, – it's uh, native to southern Italy. Production is mostly limited to the Ionian Sea coastal areas of the province of Reggio di Calabria. Oh, I know right where that is. Um, to such an extent that it is a symbol of the entire city. Uh, most of the bergamot comes from a short stretch of land there where the – Temperature is favorable. Fruit is also produced in Argentina, Brazil, Algeria, the Ivory Coast, Morocco, Tunisia, Turkey, and Southeast Asia. Uh, commercially grown in Southern Calabria. <clears throat> um, also grown oh, in I thought that France. was up by Hearst Castle. Calabria? You're, th- <laughs> you're thinking of Cambria. Close. Um, so you, you said, what, you said it, citrus hystrix. What, now, what would our, our customers know that as? Capra lime. Capra lime. lime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but you don't. That's one citrus that you don't use. You don't use the fruit. Typically, yeah. You, I mean, right. You, you yeah. just yeah. Use with the, the leaves. You just use the foliage. Yeah. And the fo- the foliage has, just smells incredibly good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a really good 
We actually have them in stock. We, we do, do have them for the first time in months. Been, yeah, right. a long time. Melanie does a, she does a, she does a pot roast with citrus hystrix in it that is just huh. outstanding. It's really, really good. I'll have to have her publish the. Uh, yeah. For more recipes, I'll have to have her. I'll have to have her put the recipe in the, uh, in one of the newsletters. Newsletters, yes. So, and so, oh, and in case you were wondering, one hundred bergamot oranges yield about three ounces of bergamot oil. So, well, I was wondering that, and I, I appreciate you getting to it without I me having to ask. I figured you were. I figured you were. Now, when you said the place where it's from, the something to Reggio. Mm-hmm. And you said, I know right where that was. I was kidding. I yes. thought you might have been, but it also could be that you were there once, and I no. wasn't sure. Well, I, not that you recall. Not that I remember. <laughs> okay. So, um, There's such a fine yeah. line. And then, oh, I guess you can use it for marmalade, too. Which, That's what I would do. People there. still make marmalade? I, I don't know. I mean, we, isn't that saying, a song? I don't know. Like marmalade or. Lady Marmalade. Lady, Lady Marmalade. Marmalade. So Thank she you. sang it. <laughs> Thank you. I was also going to say uh, Paddington the Bear likes Marmalade, so uh-huh. I mean, he's still popular. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. either. There you go. <laughs> um, we, had, we, had a, we had somebody that worked for us, I can't remember who it was, that used to make Marmalade all the time. And I can't remember if they made it out of Calamundans or if they made it out of Kumquats. I think it's it, it be must, must have been Kumquats. Because yeah, Calamundans are incredibly sour they make yes. a great lime for well for an adult beverage they're, yeah, they're, your, yeah, they're good in alcoholic beverages yes. yeah yes. um you know the other the other one that's really good in alcoholic beverages but you can't get anymore is um Rangpur. yeah Rangpur. Lime. you know where to find them yeah i know where there's one i do too <laughs> hopefully it's still there yeah but nobody it, well it was a it was a couple of weeks ago it is yeah because I had to get the scale under control that was on it. So did you? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Th- okay, so now for those horticultural oil, what was your scale thing? How did you s- oil? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The uh, non-toxic horticultural oil takes care of everything. I use non-toxic means to control a gopher. I was successful finally. You know the one that I've been battling under my poncon. Oh yeah, you finally got it. I got one. We'll see. Parts of one, actually. What, what, what did you uh, trapped it? Maccabee. Maccabee? Okay. okay. Maccabee. Old-fashioned Maccabee. You know, that, that is a time That is a, a time, a, like yeah. you said, a time It's been around over 100 one. years. They're a little, little tricky to set. Yeah, they can, you can take you. you, you can, uh, they can hurt you if you're not careful. But they're extremely yes, effective. They are. And what's the, the, the other one that we've got? The black box? No, the, the gopher oh, hawk. The, hawk. the gopher, gopher hawk. hawk. Yeah, I yeah. uh, I know people in the Ramona Valley Vineyard Association. Oh, good love luck with that. Gopher okay. hawks. They right. use them all the time. Did you I, get one? I've gotten a couple with the gopher hawk. Yeah. The only, I guess the 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 toughest part about that is finding where the the, the correct where, tunnel where the, to put it in. Run right. is the and, active and run. Poke the hole into yep. it to to get it in there. And my excuse for not using that, in addition to not having one, not do I? I don't not have one and or have one and not deploying it, but this is going under. This tunnel was going under my driveway. It was right at the edge of the driveway, so it would have been tough to drive the gopher hawk through it. Through but your it was driveway, easy to slide the Maccabee into the tunnel. Gotcha. Fair enough. 
Okay, that's the end of that story. And I did try Thank a new fangled a new. Well, it's not the end of that, that story. Sorry, I, I did try a newfangled one. Somebody's trying to build a better gopher trap, and we're always looking for a better gopher it, trap. It it uh, it failed on this mission, and it was a complete failure. It was a what do we call it when the whole structure falls apart? <laughs> As for, as it was a cata- catastrophic, catastrophic failure. failure. Yes, it was a catastrophic failure. Mater- um, was it um, a material failure? The, the the metal or something well, broke? And I take partial responsibility. Well, it was, was all so backed up with you. dirt. I grabbed the cable that came attached to it, and I just yanked it until it came out. And when it came out of the hole, it, it wasn't was left there. <laughs> it was in a different arrangement than when it went into the hole. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Please. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, David Ross. Yes. We got some interesting stuff in yesterday from one of our favorite growers who grows some really bizarre things. Uh, well, that is a great tease. And if they want to find out about that stuff, no, not quite yet. I was going to don't talk, don't tell them message? about it yet. Oh, we got a, we got a couple of minutes yet. Oh, but, okay. But before we get into the long list of stuff that um, we have to talk about on that, well, actually, we can start talking about some of it. Um, string of turtles, very popular plant these days. In um, yeah, which I don't plant understand. Circles. I guess, but it's a cool looking. Yeah, a, a cool looking. Yeah, plant. I guess kinda, so. it kind of looks like a rosary vine. Yeah, string yes. of hearts, but it's it's glossier, and I think the leaves are a little bit thicker. Um, so those we got some of those in. Um, we got like, people like. I mean, that is something that's become it, popular. It's I mean. one of those yeah, the plants, plants. That, the, that the plant influencers yes thank are, you are pushing um we got some nice ficus petiolaris in oh wow stock. okay four, those are in four inch and we got some ficus palmarize palmarize and okay. five gallons uh, big ones good um so those you'll, you'll get some of those on those Monday. are coming yeah down. i was gonna I say because ruben in. i'm sure ruben will need some they are nice they're good. really nice they're really well formed have big codexes on them and okay good very nice foliage too um, we got some ficus religio, some more ficus religiosas in, and I brought you some one, of those to okay. take down, which is one of my, my one of my favorite ficus ficus trees. Um, That's the one that Buddha sat under, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll my favorite ficus is the is probably like a black mission or a violette de Bordeaux. <laughs> I was gonna say those are my favorite. You can eat. <laughs> An edible ficus. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the? Is it damari? The one with the giant leaf that's. They used to have Damaropsis. Damaropsis yeah, outside well, the theater at SeaWorld. Yeah, there was a huge one at SeaWorld. And then I've got the Roxburgia in my backyard that I sent you guys a picture of a few weeks yeah. ago. It's got the big foliage on it. It's not as big as Damaropsis, but it's still. It's, a, it's an impressive it, looking it, tree. What about yeah. the. Do we still have the clown fig at the yes. Point Loma store? We do. Has anyone taken any cuttings? And Yeah, we have. Okay. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, we. Now that you say that, I have to. <laughs> Double check that, but I think uh, well Dale was doing it. Obviously, he's not there anymore. But I think please I'll have look to double check. We'll I will. Look into that. Now that you say that, I have to double. If check. If you want, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Oh, and a very happy birthday to uh, Mark. Oh, well, thank you very much. Nice of you. Hope you have a nice day today. Oh, I will. Well, how could it not be a great day after starting it off like this with us? (laughs) That is the truth. There you go. Can only... Only... Just continue. I don't know. It'll be... It can only continue. Correct. Uh, one of the one of the other plants that came in that well a couple other things we got Focaea edulis which grows okay. a huge caudex right um, most of what this nursery grows are caudiciform plants things that have yeah large bases, large, yeah. large bases to them uh, we had some I did see some it's on the list here we had some one gallon adeniums that came in I don't know th- those didn't come from them did they but they're yeah, beautiful yeah. really. Desert Rose, yeah, yeah, I love those plants. Really nice uh, and easy, full bloom. Yeah, they're easy. To, well, what colors do you get? Like, I know there was yellow. Oh wow! And pink. And there's I, I, yellow. Yeah, I saw a couple a, in pink and, and bloom. I think yeah. yesterday when I was out there. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten any in, but um, I love that plant and so easy. The problem I actually have one at the back in my backyard, but I think it just stays. I don't know what happens, but it stays too wet. And I don't even water it, but the thing lost leaves and but when it's in flower, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. A, it, it's a it's a pretty plant. And I I remember when the only one the only color you could get was like yeah pinkish red, right? And that was it. But there's a, a lot of other colors that are out. Correct. That are out now. Another one, really interesting plant that we got in um, is the bonsai begonia. It's a begonia that has a really thick trunk on it, but the foliage looks like a maple leaf. So huh. it actually looks like not, a little miniature maple tree. I'm not tree. familiar with that. It, I don't remember seeing yeah, that. I don't. One, but yeah. I need to go look at that. I didn't yeah. see it yesterday. It's a it's a it's a really neat plant. Um, and then for a plant with some really interesting foliage, we got in some Jatropha multifida. Okay. And it looks like a threadleaf aurelia or a manahat. Yes. Tapioca. I, that's what I thought it was at first. I thought it was tapioca, but it's it's not. Yeah. Huh. Um, Agreed. Jatropha multifida. And then, if you like, if you like really spiny things, uh, we got some. And who doesn't? We got some Senegal acacias, and it's got kind of a kind of a papery bark to it, but it has really long, really long thorns on the full or on the branches. But it also has extremely fine foliage. The foliage looks um, it's green, but it looks like um, acacia baleana. Oh wow! Okay, the really fine fine foliage um and i don't know if that's the same acacia that's that's 
uh, outside the food court. It's at, a zoo? At the Wild Animal Park. Or Wild they're, Animal, okay. They're, they have a huge thorny acacia. Thorny acacia, yeah. I was going to say, I, I know they had one at the zoo, too, but I'm, I don't know if it was that uh, big spiky one, yeah. I'd have to, yeah. I'll have to ask Mike the next time I see yeah. Um And we got in Comifora mollus, which you said is, David, It's related to, to the myrrh. To, to myrrh? Yes. Oh. Oh. The, As in the gift, frankincense, and yeah. yes, I had gone to one of the souks, the markets in the Persian Gulf, once to purchase frankincense, myrrh, and gold to give as Christmas gifts, and it oh. took a lot of effort to find it, even though that's where we think we get it. It's challenging, but I finally found it. Interesting. Well, I found frankincense on Amazon. Yeah. Well, I was in the Middle East. I figured it would be a great place to do it, right? But I ended up getting myrrh and frankincense and little gold. But back when he was pedaling across the ocean, Amazon didn't exist yet. Say, so Bezos is, it was uh, a different took time. Care of that for you. Yeah, frankincense, that, that's, that's, an, that's an interesting commodity from over there because yep. it, it's basically the, the hardened sap of it's a, a, resin, a yeah, yeah, yeah. The resin of a – I can't. I used to know the name of the plant. I can't think of it now. But they would just go. They would just scrape the scrape the bark on it, and to, it to bleed, and it would start to bleed, and it would form these little droplets, and then the droplets would harden off into resin. And then they'd just go and scrape the droplets. It's called tears of tears of frankincense. Okay. Uh, when it, so, I didn't even uh, yeah another thing I didn't know. Yeah. So I mispronounced it. I was calling it camifora, but it's camifera. Camifera. And then okay. myrrh. Camifera myrrh is the myrrh. Okay, but tree. we got mollus. We got mollus, uh, which is its cousin. It's its cousin. Okay. Yes. On his mother's side, or do yeah, you know? I was going to say twice once, removed. Once or twice, <laughs> twice removed. Uh, That's interesting stuff. Yeah, that we got yeah, in some. Of, you know, there's still some plant people in the nursery business. That is true, and it's it makes a huge difference. I was I was watching a documentary one time. They were talking about the trading routes over in. The Middle even, East, it, it, in the in the middle the Middle yeah. East trading routes, so the the Silk Road. Oh, yeah. You could there's sections of it that you can actually still see today by satellite by satellite or really? from space where it had just been traveled for so many years that it's just permanently etched Im- etched wow. into the surface of the of the landscape. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that I I I just thought that was fascinating. Uh, that yeah. That, that, that could happen. Yeah. Lines and yes. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Um, George, you, your Wednesday wisdom this week, uh, you had a interesting situation in your um, garden. Correct. Yeah. And this week's Wednesday wisdom was on pill bugs and sow bugs. And what brought it to my attention was one of looking in my carrot bed to harvest some carrots. One of the tops was just decimated. Just not not the greenery, but the top of the carrot itself, the the orange piece. And when I brushed coyotes again, this time no, this it was it was pill bugs, and there were in the photo there must have been what fifteen or twenty uh, yeah, pill bugs in the invasion of yeah, them. just all over it eating it. And then so I moved a bunch of the uh, the straw that I have in the beds, and they were just covered with um, pill, pill bugs. bugs eating the tops of the carrots. I've right? had a couple customers this week come in and say the same. Or I mean, ask. You know, because they've had pill bugs and taking right. care of their strawberries right. or whatever it is. It's one of those double-edged yeah. swords. They're great for decomposing, so they're very useful in a you know a compost a bin or way, in yes. parts of your garden where you have a lot of mulch. But they also eat tender and in this case carrots. Well, you know how you could fix that. You can't. You put them in a jar and have them fight each other. What, what no, do you do? No, not the battle of the pill okay, bugs. Okay, what do you do? 
let your chickens loose in your oh, carrot yeah, that's true. garden. Absolutely. And they, they will get rid of all of those pill bugs They do. For they you. love that in my other garden. And I can't imagine there'd be any consequences. Yeah, well, they, no, won't, they would only they won't eat, eat the foliage. Only, the they'll, destroy oh, everything. they'll destroy everything, everything would, in the sorry, garden. That, but there will be no more pill bugs. That, yeah. that is correct. They, that, it was, that was sarcastic. The, that was, it's, yeah. the, it's the yeah. nuclear option. Actually, that's a great analogy. Yes. It is. I've had them, they get into my asparagus bed in particular, and they just kick up every bit of soil out of the asparagus bed till the roots are exposed and drying. They remove all the mulch. They remove all of the sow bugs. They'll get any of the, all the earwigs worms, are gone. everything they can get their beaks, yeah. beaks on. on. So here's another option if you want to keep if your you plants. If you don't want the nuclear if, option. If, if you want to keep your plants, Sluggo Plus works well for this because the, the Sluggo itself is iron phosphate, which kills snails and slugs, but the, the Plus is Spinosad, which takes care of pill bugs, sow bugs, earwigs, cutworms. And so, it doesn't hurt anything. And it doesn't hurt anything. I it's mean, organic. Right. Animals. And now, can't we just use our regular Captain Jacks and spray that on there? No, you cannot. You have to have the attractant so they're going to eat it. And it's it's formulated differently. It I'm is, yeah, little pellets. They have yep. to shut down the production line and change it over to do it for the for the pellets or something like that. And, and I asked um, uh, John Ford, our rep, and he had mentioned that he that it was either yeast or to me I don't remember. He told me it's either yeast or or wheat, so I can't eat it. Um, that's in it to make the uh, the thing more attracting to to the critters. I'm glad you said that because people ask me if it's safe, and I say yes for people and pets, but I didn't ask them if they had gluten allergies. Yeah, then, yeah, that would be a little bit different. I'll need to – okay, thank you. (laughs) Noted. It's not gluten-free, apparently. I was going to say, if anybody's eating it, I mean, don't. (laughs) I mean, just as a rule. I mean – Yeah, as a rule of thumb, don't do that. Some things will take care of themselves. Um, (laughs) Darwin. (laughs) Well, you know, sow bugs or pill bugs, they – Usually, what what I see, I I I don't know that I'd ever seen them go after a carrot like that before because a carrot's pretty tough. Usually, what you see them go after uh, pansies. They're pansies. Notori- they're notorious yeah. for just going and mowing pansies down, um, and like you said, strawberries. Strawberries. That's yeah. why I usually recommend people that are if you're growing strawberries in the ground, put a put a sheet of plastic down so that right. to kind of protect them from from the from soil borne insects. Um, Earwigs too. Uh, the yes. biggest thing that I've seen, the biggest problem I've seen with earwigs is if you if you grow artichokes, they love artichokes, and they yes they do and they artichokes. And yes. once they get into the once they get into, into the, the flower fruit, head yeah, of an artichoke, you, you, there's not much you can do. Salt I, water. You soak them in salt water. I ate my first dapple Artich- supreme pluot off a new tree, which I did actually plant last summer, and it had the hollow. It had opened up, so the pit was exposed, and I ate around that, and then I, I didn't realize there was a bunch of earwigs in the hollow. <laughs> <laughs> so I took the pit and gave it to the chickens, and they were very happy. They can eat it. They can eat the pit of a. Well, they, well, they were, were going they, after the earwigs. It was open. Yeah. So oh, they, just, they're going. Nice. They are. They're mean. Well, not mean. They're voracious. Oh, they're mean. And they take their claws. What do we? Their feet. And claw away everything in their path. They they destroy everything. They well, are in, in they are fun to watch. Uh, you're, um, grasshoppers when grasshoppers fly through, they leap and fight each other to get the grasshopper oh, out of really? the air. And and the, the big um, fig beetles, the big green beetles. My parents had a had a rooster one time when I was much younger, and that bird hated me. It absolutely hated me. My my dad could go out in the backyard. My sister could go out in the backyard, and the rooster wouldn't do anything i'd walk out the back door that thing would run across the yard 
to come and attack. Scare you. the hell out of you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it would just it would just sit there and kick kick my ankles. I mean, sorry so, about that. That is, hens are not that way, but roosters can be very yeah, aggressive right. and territorial. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know what I ever did to it. My, my neighbors just gave me. They had some eggs that they have hatched, and one of them, they already have a rooster, hence eggs hatching. But uh, they gave me an extra rooster. Oh. And so it's young, and it's now incorporated with my flock. And every night when it's roosting, I go pet him to maybe he won't be he mean won't be and so have mean. to go to the cleaners eventually. Yeah. Try and keep him as a pet. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back came with more garden talk here on. KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Trying not to sneeze. You know, I just uh, remembered I was bad-mouthing my sister earlier, which I like to do about <laughs> planting during the moon. I think, if I recall correctly, she told me she was planting during the full moon. At I mean, during the full moon. Not during the cycle of the full moon. But so like at 9.30 at night or something? Yeah, yeah okay. you have to plant them during the full moon or some such silliness in, in October. I don't know if this is accurate or just how I remember it from many, many moons ago, but we'll find out. Now you may sneeze and I think I'm okay now. You okay? You know, we were talking he about lost the, it. We, we were talking about the sow bugs and stuff. Uh, the the best product to control them, I think we do. We it's Sluggo Plus. The plus right, the right. plus one, right. not just, not the regular, not the regular right. Sluggo. Because they uh, won't. The regular Sluggo won't do anything. For well. Them. No, just it'll, snails it'll, and slugs. It, it, right. It'll take care of snails and slugs. Right. And, you, and you know, speaking of snails and slugs, it was just a. It was a few, a few months ago. I'm trying to remember if somebody brought something in or brought oh, a the, picture. Yeah, of the the declan the, the declan yeah. snail. And, yeah, and it, was, right. it was it was it was mowing on somebody's plant. Right, and that was the, one of the things that we've always said is that one of the reasons why we don't. Why we recommend don't recommend them the the good theoretically they're the good snails I mean if in the, will, in our world but yeah they'll go they'll go they'll go after they'll they go after others. brown snails right but they won't go they they don't eat the adults they only eat the the young snails um, or the eggs um, and once they're gone 
then they'll start eating they'll start on, feeding on plants. They, they have a very have, they have yeah. a varied diet. So yeah, they're carnivorous to. as well as yeah, yeah. right. They'll eat their vegetarian fare. So they'd be yeah. like them. They're omnivores. That's right. And then the other pro- the other problem too is because they won't they won't eat adult brown snails. If you get if you don't get rid of the brown snails before you put the decollet snails out, you're still going to have brown snail damage because they're going to be they're going to be eating it. Uh, can you hold your bottle a little closer oh, to the microphone? That, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, that what that was? Uh, and, I thought he was and any, and if you, and if you put any kind if you put any kind of bait out to get rid of the brown snails, you're going to get rid of your decollet right, snails too. Right. So the solution goes back to chickens because they also eat a eat lot snails, of snails. Yeah. And slugs. And yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're having... Garden having, Talk brought to you by chicken controls. <laughs> if you're uh, having issues, uh, Sluggo Plus is, a, is great. Yes. If you don't have the crawling insect issue, Sluggo... Re- the regular works, stuff. Works really Sluggo, well. yes. And it covers a big area, yeah, too. With, yeah, what, a thousand, a thousand square, square feet. feet to the pound. Yeah. So you and, don't And it lasts about, a depending on your watering habits, it probably lasts about two weeks out there before it starts yeah, dissolving away. It's good stuff. It's a, a, a really good product. Um, and then earlier in the month, you we you did an article about native shrubs for your yard. I, I did. We can get to that. Oh, that's true. We can do that when we come back. Uh, we're going to go up to Escondido where Dennis is waiting. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I have a covered patio, and it's a stamped concrete, kind of a t- tan color. And I've got potted plants on there, and I guess I messed up by not using the saucers underneath them. And now I've got all kinds of staining going on. So the thing that I'm, two questions, uh, first of all, how do you get all the stains off your concrete from uh, watering your potted plants and them leaking on the ground, on the concrete? And then I guess I should go back to using saucers, and if you put... As the water drains into the saucer, can you leave that and it sucks back up into the uh, plant again? You, you, you can do that. Yeah, you, but we don't, don't, want, you don't to. want to do that. Yeah, you want, if you have saucers, you probably should lift the pot up a bit, you know, put pot feed or something underneath them to try to, so that the water uh, doesn't suck back up into the pot. You want them to dry out. You want airflow under there to... And it, you know it, you probably you may not even need saucers if you put pot feet under the correct. pot. That's a good point. But you uh, just still to get the raise staining, the, though, yeah. you get some of the staining, but it's yeah. not going to be as localized True. because the the base of the pot's not going to be sitting on the on the concrete itself. I think it, it, in the case of a saucer, if you you put the saucer underneath of it, if the water overflows out from underneath the saucer, you're going to have the same situation with the concrete because the water is going to get under the saucer and do the same thing. So I. Yeah, maybe the pot I, feed. I think I think just putting putting some pot feed or just something some kind of a spacer to get the bottom of the pot off of the concrete I think would help minimize the staining help a minimize lot. it but I think you're still going to have you're still going to have some one way or the other as far as far as um as far Getting as cleaning stains, yeah, yeah power washer power washing or um just scrubbing with a with a really coarse stiff, stiff brush. brush yeah. uh, I think may, there are, there are some concrete it. cleaners that you can purchase, like yeah. at the big box stores. Yeah, I yeah. just I would be. Yeah, I've tried. Go I ahead. Know any of them? I've tried the thirty. I've tried the thirty-five percent uh, vinegar uh, with a stiff scrub brush, but that doesn't seem to touch it at all. Yeah, I. 
I'd try a power. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah, yeah. I'd try a power washer then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You should right. be able, you should be able you should be able to rent one of those from one of the tool rental companies here in town. Okay. Um, squirrels. I have four squirrel four squirrelinators, and I've tried everything under the sun. Sometimes some things work, and then the next time it doesn't work. What do you think is the best bait to put in a squirrelinator? I think rotating it because sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. I put fresh fruit, citrus, into my squirrelinator last week, and I that same day caught two squirrels, and I've gotten none since. And I, I've used um, bird seed with great success and nuts like walnuts. Bird seed. Yep. Yeah, I've used chicken food too, but right. sometimes they are attracted to it, sometimes not. Um, so mixing it up is your best bet. I had a, a yeah. A, one of our vendors was making a delivery the other day, and he and we were talking about rabbits. Um, and I know it's not a squirrel, but he said his his go to bait when he's trying to trap rabbits is um, apples. And he'll just take an apple and slice it up and and throw it in the have a heart trap. And he said it, it gets them every time. So he might might. Get mm, that I haven't tried. Or, I haven't tried apples. No, I, I've I used apples, apples as well. Yet. Yeah. And that works. Yeah, I'd give that a shot. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call. Have a great weekend. I've, I've okay, done bye. apples in the have a heart, and then I, I ran a nail through the core of it to hold the apple into place so that they would have to fight with the apple to get it out, and it was pretty successful. I have not used an apple in my squirrelinator, though. I've thrown everything in that squirrelinator. Chicken food, walnuts, apples, oranges. I was going to say yeah. peanuts would probably work, too. Yeah. Peanuts probably, yeah. Slices of bread has have worked as well. Mary was giving them a an hors d'oeuvre. It was like a cracker with some with a slice of, of apple and glass and, of champagne and then, beside uh, it. Yeah. Peanut butter on top of that, but I don't think it was she was successful. I suggested trying citrus. Something a little simpler. I know and like when me. uh yeah. is that is that where you're going with that? Exactly. When my former in laws had their uh, had their cabin up in Idlewild, we used we used to take bags of peanuts up there and the squirrels would just just mow on them we'd set them on the railing on the deck and they'd come down out of the pine trees and just when just when my kids were young we were up at yosemite at one of the cabins at yosemite and i remember jacqueline sitting on the step of the cabin she must have been between five and eight years old or and she was eating an apple and a squirrel came and swiped her apple (laughs) squirrel took apple (laughs) it was we still make jokes about that to this day she was very sad that the squirrel came and took her apple well, i i remember up in idlewild the the squirrel we'd, we'd go out on the deck and the and the squirrels would get ticked off and if you were outside sometimes and they'd sit up in the pine trees and they'd they'd throw pine cones at you i mean it was they, <laughs> you were, know, they were they were they were somewhat aggressive the roosters Maybe it's, it's you, Ken. It's, maybe it's just me. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got you. Got to watch out having a squirrel whip a pine cone at you. Not, not fun. Uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Uh, Patty and Rose, stay on the line. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be talking to you when we come back right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to go back to the phones and we're going to head up to Escondido where Rose is waiting. Good morning, Rose. How are you? Oh, good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. And how are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. Good morning. Uh, well, oh, good morning. Well, it sounds like my brother's having some false memories, and I can help you for a, a low price here. Okay. So, what What is the reality of your planting by the full moon or whatever it was? Well, I don't know where that came from, but what I do know is that we planted some 10, 15 onions at one point, or garlic. I think they were onions from Texas. And they had to be planted on the 15th of October. Does that ring a bell? Well, you do plant the sweet onions, the short day sweet onions in the fall. But this was something when you were away at school and you were Uh up in Fortuna or Ferndale or something in the valley up there. And you had to plant your potatoes, I thought. Maybe it was onions under the full moon. That doesn't ring a bell with you? Um, I think you might have been confusing that with the big summer solstice uh, gala where, you know, we plant certain things and dance um, in the moonlight. But I do not remember it having to do with potatoes because they grow so well in the Northwest that it doesn't matter when you grow them, they grow just fine. Okay. But, well, um, thank you for ruining my one of my fonder memories. I appreciate that. I guess that's, turnabout that's is fair play. That's okay, but I do have a recommendation for the gentleman having the problem with the staining on the concrete. Yes. Well, I would recommend porch and garage paint and just paint over the uh, the discoloration because I don't think power washing is going to get rid of those uh, stains. Okay. And right. porch and garage paint will do wonders on your concrete. All right. Good to know. Thank, thanks, I Jennifer. Know I mean, Rose. <laughs> It sounds uh, like Rose uh, has welcome. stock in a paint company. Sounds, sounds like. Thanks very much. I have much. a lot of helpful hints. Well, they yes. call me Helpful Hannah at times also. Yes, yes, we do. Okay, any other dispelling rumors we need to dispel at this time? No. And after you get off the air, I'm going to say on the air that I disagree still with your recollections, but we don't need well, to do that Well, that's okay. You right are there. the older, less uh, memory-filled brother. <laughs> So, um, or sister. Can, or, well, I'm younger, so my brain cells are a little bit more accurate, but um, I'm you, here to dispel any right. any you, of these you rumors. Spent, you spent much more time up at Humboldt than I did, so let's not go. Well, on. and why was that? All right, we all right, to- all right. Thanks very much for the call, Rose. <laughs> Th- 
Thank you so much for all that you do. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Have okay. a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Okay. Take Bye-bye. care. Uh, let's see. Where are we going to go? Oh, we're going to go. Let's help sleep. Let's go talk to Patty in Indiana. Good morning, Patty. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime. I've tried many times. You're. It's a busy line. <laughs> That's good, right? Yes, it is. What can we do for you today? Okay. Well, my issue is sleep. Uh, two years ago, I had a sister pass away, and there were some major issues between the six sisters, and I think a lot of it was stress. Eight months later, my brother passed away. Oh, no. And then a year later, my dad passed away. So... I have had major, major sleep issues since all of that, and I think a lot of it was due to stress, but um, I have to do something. I can't continue like this. It's like major insomnia. I can't, uh, if I sleep, it might be like one or two nights a week. Hmm. I did do a hormone test. My estrogen, my progesterone, testosterone was all very, very low. Well, there are some some plants that you can plant that are purported to help with sleep. I think one of the most common ones that comes up is lavender. I, I, that's the one that come that comes to mind. Lavender me. and chamomile. Yeah, oh, chamomile. I forgot about chamomile. chamomile. Useful yeah. as well. Chamomile, you, you you mix it. You use it as a as, as a, a tea, tea, right? Flowers um, as a tea. And you can if you right. if you don't want to grow it yourself, it's it's generally available in in supermarkets. And as long as it's right, not I... snowing poppies. Didn't poppies put uh, Dorothy down, help Dorothy to sleep on her way to Oz? I don't, that, <laughs> that I don't recall, but yes. I, I do. I have, I have tried the lavender and cameline tea. I've tried that many, many times. Oh, you, also, have, lavender water. Um, you can use lavender water. At the lavender farm that used to be up in Fallbrook, I don't know if it's still there anymore. Uh, but they would sell lavender water, and they would say that if you just mist your pillow at night before you go to bed, then you have the have some of the Oils. essential oil yeah. and, the, right. and the fragrance of the lavender on on your pillow, and that helps. That will, that can right. help that can help you sleep and, as and, well. And I've heard that hops. Some people put right. hops into their pillows to to help them. Put sleep. what hops that used in used brewing, brewing and beer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Abraham Lincoln gotcha. and King George III used hops in their pillow to help him help them sleep. Really? Yeah. Mm, Where did you find that, that one? When I was doing the class on fruit and vegetable lore. Huh. Yeah. And he retained it. That's the How are you important. spelling that? H-O-P-S. H-O-P-S. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. Well, thank you. I'll research that. Maybe I can try that. You're welcome. Good luck with that. Hope you, yeah. hope you can find something that helps you out. Thank you. Okay. Have a great weekend. You, know, you too. Bye bye. Thanks. Some Goodbye. of my best nights sleeping come after a hops. vigorous yes. work. No, not oh. well hops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's in a different Go form. Ahead. But yes. no, from a from a hard day's work in the garden, I'm exhausted and want to sleep. And maybe some hops help with that whole process. Yeah, but... it's funny when I was looking up things for helping sleep. Do you know one of the what citrus came up as a possible sleep aid? No, bergamot. Oh, twice in one show we mentioned bergamot. How does that happen? That, that is a little strange. It is. Yeah. Well, so is David. So, it's well, on that's the, a good point. but On the different side, for sure. Right. Uh, let's see. We're going to head out to Point Loma, where Karen is waiting. Good morning, Karen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. But, and I am hear that you're good, too. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. 
Okay. My question is back on the squirrels. I know the squirrelinator works for the ground squirrels, but the red squirrels are higher off the ground, you know, the bodies. I don't think that they will go in that squirrelinator because we're having lots of troubles with the red fox squirrel. Yeah, I don't. I am not. I have no answer for that one i don't maybe, know maybe a regular have a heart trap maybe because they're bigger one of the yeah one of the small have a heart traps yes because it, it has a higher ceiling to them but with the other squirrels they are bigger than they appear i mean you know, they're smaller than they appear oh. their fur makes them look much right, larger right. like they wouldn't fit into a a small space Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but, that's as far as I'm going to go on that. Yeah, but there are, thought, there are but. there are some there are some smaller uh, there are some smaller have a heart traps that are what, yeah. maybe six inches square. Yeah, and, and by fourteen with, inches long with a bigger like opening to yeah, them. With a right. with a bigger opening, uh, so something like that might they're they're designed for rabbits. Correct. Uh, so something like that may you may be able if if you're having a problem with a larger squirrel that you may be able to get them in that. Yeah, they're pretty smart little critters. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, and they're it's so part cute. Part of the problem, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but they eat. Yes, all of our we used we have two big macadamia nut trees. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, them and the we rats. haven't had any for yeah. three years. Oh, that that is that is a problem. Yeah, that makes it, it tough. and it, it amazes me that they can chew through the yeah the, the, the shell yeah. through the shell on yeah. those given how hard they are. No, I hear you. I right. Yeah, so tra- yeah. trapping in them and, and then, you know, you can't you can't release them. I mean, you can't take them somewhere else, so you have to do something no. with them once you trap them. Well, they say you can shoot them or you can drown them. Well, drowning is illegal in California now, so you have to euthanize them with, oh, really? by shooting them and or using a gas. Well, if she's in Point Loma, I don't think there's any places where she can shoot them either legally yeah i mean pellet guns but no no pellets are oh, point okay so even even at my house so then guns you have to not. yeah then you have to gas them according to the yeah. california fish and game well, gotta do well, what you gotta not, do yeah yes. you take care of them how you yep. need to yes, we're not like, uh yeah i don't know not, the not suggesting the, anything there yeah, yeah. it's like a, right go out we won't discuss that okay can uh now on a totally okay. separate okay. note. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the call, Karen. Thank Have a great weekend. I just got a thank text you. A okay. text from my sister saying, oh, my gosh, you might be right. It was the town of Mad River, organic hippies we were planting during the summer solstice. Okay. So, so you're vindicated. I am vindicated. And she was strong enough to or big enough to come forward and say it. Not on the air, but <laughs> yeah. you have to it's believe me that I do have this text. Mark, Mark would you... I believe, yes. Read that yes. and tell me it's Well, I'm not okay. going to read it, but I believe it. All right, it. so, okay. That's all I needed and to I did say. see it. So. Glad I got that you've, out there. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 6 o'clock with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. 
That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.